Today's podcast is with the lovely and talented Emily Fight. Monica, thanks for organizing this. Emily, welcome. Thank you for having me, Dr. B. It's an honor. It's been a, about a year. I haven't seen you since our last fundraiser, which we will talk about. Yes, it has been. It's and been you that look, long. You look fantastic. Thank you. How's uh, Mr. Fight? Alan's doing good? He's doing very I well. I see he's you know 50 know. and fit now, of and he's course, working out. Of course. Yes, he's very buff now. Very, very into fitness. He wasn't like that before. No, no. No, things have changed. Things I think changed. I inspired him. Yes. Actually. He took one look at you. He said, I better catch up. Of course he did. Is right. it all? It's, it's always the, yes. like that. The yes. men are always behind. Uh-huh. Always. Well, I'm glad you made it today. Today, uh, I am honored to talk about uh, probably a little uh, passion project of yours that yeah. you've probably had on your mind for a while. A long time, yeah. And it's finally come to fruition. Before we held you in our arms, Emily Fight, this was published about, what, a week ago it came out? You launched it? It came out actually on February 6th. So, yeah, it's brand new. About two weeks. Brand yes. new. And so I want to at least uh, spend a little bit of time. I want you to tell me, aside from your history with, you know, going through treatment, what after, you know, eight, nine, ten years, you know, did just inspired you to go ahead and, and write this book and illustrate it and, and have it for everybody? It's a good question. So I think you know this, but I am a licensed clinical social worker by trade who... Yeah focused on geriatrics. That was my passion. Yes. And middle of COVID, Alan turned to me and said, you know, you experience infertility. We have this foundation together and you are licensed in the state of California to do social work and you should open your own infertility practice. And I looked at him and I said, you're absolutely crazy. I'm not doing that. I'm happy to talk to people about infertility and their emotional journey, but I'm not doing that. And then, after a while, I thought about it and I said, okay, maybe it's something that I'll consider. So I actually did like an online class for licensed mental health therapists that really wanted to focus our practice on reproductive uh, psychology. And it was interesting. And I thought maybe that would motivate me to open up my own practice. And it didn't. And I basically thought, what is the best way that I can impact people? What happened when you were talking to them? that you felt like you weren't getting through? That they couldn't carry the message on to the patients? I don't know. I really like the more macro approach. I wanted to do something that would have a widespread and reverberating impact. Mm -hmm. So I thought, hey, why don't I write a children's book? I have all of these thoughts. I've always kind of, I like to write. I think I'm actually a decent writer. And I thought, okay, you know what? Instead of sitting and impacting one person individually, I can make an impact on a grander scale. And that's where the birth of the book, actually not to use that term, but birth of the book came about. Um, and you want to know how it all came about? It's a really crazy story. Yes. I was sitting on an airplane. We were taxiing on a runway. It was December of 2021. And we were delayed. We were. It was the middle of COVID. And I think one of the kids actually had my iPad. I had nothing to do. And so I was thinking about it. And I'm like, you know what? I have the idea for a book. So I jotted down like 20 lines, pretty similar to this. Yeah. Um, and I passed my phone over to Alan and I said, read this. And he read it and he actually started to cry. And I was like, okay, there. Must be I working. Think it's yeah. Yes. And that was basically. Um, Were how... the kids inquiring about it? 
was that part of the not, inspiration? Or? Not really, actually. I mean, they're obviously my motivation and things that I do. Um, and the book actually is based upon Alan and my journey. Yes. Um, so you'll see um, on the front cover, although you can't see, it is me and Alan. Um, and I think it holds true. It makes it more authentic and it comes from the heart. It's really based entirely on our journey, our emotional journey through the process. Yes. So, Which um, is a big part of the battle. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. And some some patients are fortunate, and it's a short marathon. Uh-huh. It's a 5K. Yes. And uh, some are, are really going the entire 26 miles. Yes. Until uh, they can many reach times. their goal. Yeah. Yes. Um, and those are the yeah. people who reach out to you because they know that you've ran the marathon. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they'll come to you, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, for years and years. Yes. And how have. to get guidance and how to stay on the path and stay on the course. Yes. So I feel like I've been an informal therapist without actually having uh, a practice. Um, so yeah, I have had a lot of people reach out to me and that journey of mine, I don't even know if mine was a, a, a regular marathon. Mine must have been like, I don't know, marathon times 10. They're all long, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. Especially when you're running. Exactly. Exactly. When you're in the middle of it, you don't yeah. really see the end of it. That's the challenge. Yes. So what are some of the feedback that you've got from the book? I see really beautiful posts on Facebook of moms reading Thank you. to their their children Thank you. about the book. So it must be really heartwarming. You know what? I think that what it speaks to is people's hearts. And I think that mothers or parents, whoever's reading it, um, really feels like their voice is coming through. They're like, this is what I experienced. You're telling the story of me, of my journey, of my you know individual journey, my journey with my husband. It's like me speaking to my child, but somebody else authored the book. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very genuine, and I think it's very authentic, and I think it has a simple message, which is, you know, it was a hard journey. There was ups, there were downs, there were things that we felt, and in the end, we didn't give up. So it's a story of hope. It's a, hor- a story of uh, strength and resiliency, which is what we want as parents for our kids no matter the situation right we want them listen this is life things are not always going to be easy and they're not going to be handed to you on a silver platter and sometimes there's ups and sometimes there's many downs but in the end you have to stay focused and hopefully hopefully you're going to reach your goal i almost feel like as i read the book uh that patients parents could get some insight i mean i know that your parents and alan's parents i've known for over a decade, mm-hmm. who were somewhat involved, and some parents are involved, yes. and they sometimes can't relate because m- most of them didn't have fertility issues. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I-, I think they could actually. Thank you. Um, I agree. I hadn't thought of that. Yes, that was one of the first things I thought of. Well, thank you. You're because very wise. The <laughs> the obvious is you know how you can communicate some of this to your children. Right. But I think one part you you know underestimated is parents of patients that can get a very simple um, step back insight Mm -hmm. into what their children are going through during the treatment. Exactly, because I think it's sometimes hard to explain how you feel. There's so many emotions going on, and it's hard to say, like, this is, to put it in words, this is how I feel, and there's hundreds of emotions coming at you, and I think it it is. It gives a voice, it gives um, a genuine aspect and a, a genuine feeling to what the person is is going through and I think a lot of people 
um, I've actually gotten some feedback like, hey, I'm giving this to my friend that's going through it or just had her baby through IVF or surrogacy. So it doesn't matter the way in which they, they experience the journey, but I think the message is just one of love and one of understanding. Yeah. And your dad, of course, a retired pediatrician. No, he's still working. Is he still going? He's still going. Wow. He's turning 80 and That's April. awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. So what was it like having a pediatrician in the house uh, I mean, and, and telling amazing. you how to go through it uh, and then, you know, having the kids with, with your dad who's a pediatrician? So it was, I think it took a really big emotional toll on my parents yeah. and my in-laws. Um Part of it was, I think, now almost 12 years ago, or even before, because mm -hmm. it started before that, maybe yeah. 13 years ago, it wasn't as spoken about. Correct. And I wasn't as forthcoming because I was so shamed, ashamed and embarrassed and humiliated, even though people in my immediate family had gone through the same situation. Um, but I think, you know, even during the process and while I was pregnant, my parents, my dad especially, was a wreck. He was so, so nervous because... He knows what could go wrong. Exactly. It's, it is yeah. frightening. It is very frightening. Um, but now... And carrying twins. And right. carrying twins. He knows. Yes. But he trusted you, Dr. Yes, yes. I will say he yes, did. That's, that's great. It's a huge compliment yes. to you. Yes. And every year I see him at the fundraiser, it, yes. it warms my heart to see yes. all four yes. of the parents. It's it's great. You know, it's nice. I, could, I would say that um, even at the Fight for Kids fundraiser that you're so supportive... So many people know who you are because you've just, you've helped change lives and create families. So I'm forever indebted to Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's talk about the fundraiser. Okay. Let's talk. Okay. You okay. mentioned it in the book. Okay. And it, it's a incredible legacy and success to you and Alan and your family. And I'm sure that's also part of the inspiration. It is. Right? You, there's one way of helping people and yes. then there's the fun. Tell us what's the status of the fund, how things are going, what's the plan for this year uh, for our fundraiser, right? Yes. We're going to do one this year? Yes, we will. Okay, yes. I'll be there. Okay. October? Are we doing October? I don't know yet, okay. actually. I have no idea, but we're going to get there, and you'll be the first to know. Okay, wonderful. Tell, so, tell me what's the So update. Fight for Kids you're talking about. Please. Okay. Tell us everything about it. I'm going to tell so, you everything. Some of our listeners don't know the... Yeah, the background, the background story, which yeah. you were a part of too. Yes, it was breakfast. You come in. Yes, 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 it was downstairs. It was downstairs at breakfast, yes. and Alan said, "I need to put together two hundred fifty thousand dollars to start this fund." Yes. And I said, "Okay, here is some ideas on how we get started." Yes. And Alan, the you know entrepreneurial mensch that he is. Oh gosh, we're he, giving him a lot of credit. He today. took a lot <laughs> of initiative and really got this thing going. He did. So it was his idea. So if he's listening, thank you, Alan. But basically, back in 2011, it was the night before our last transfer, um, which produced the twins who are now 11 going on 12. Well, one of them thinks she's 18, yes. but okay, fine. Um, she is your daughter. Yes, I, I know. Yes. Thank you. Don't Mary. be surprised. I know. A lot of the things don't surprise me because yeah. I'm like, oh, I would yeah. do that. Yeah. Anyway, so he made a promise that the amount of money that we spent personally on the nine IVF, not at that time, it was seven IVFs that we had done, he would donate back to those in need. And it worked, obviously. And he came, he, he fulfilled that promise. So yeah. we reached out to partner organizations and the Jewish Free Loan, which is non-denominational, non 
loved our idea and said, yes, there is a need for financial support for individuals who need fertility treatments and said, we're in, we'll be your partner organization. And then we came to you and we were like, we have this idea and we sat down at Lapine and you said, I'm, I'm in, I support it. I mean, it literally, we didn't need to convince you at all and you've been yeah. part of it ever since. It's a pleasure. So basically what it does is gives loans to individuals or couples. Um, does zero interest loans. Zero interest, and you do need a guarantor, I was yes. able to say, two yes. guarantors. Yes. Can get loans, interest-free loans of up to $15,000 for in vitro um, and in Southern California and um, part 50% actually of my uh, sales for the book are gonna, is going to go back to Fight for Kids. Awesome. Um, we've had over 100 babies born. Um, I think they've lent, I'm not sure the amount of money that we've lent out. I have it here written down. But, um, I would say it was around $2 million at one point, wasn't it? I think it's close to $2 million. Yeah. I think last year... And it's a revolving fund, so if it gets paid back, it gets paid forward. Yeah, there you go. It's so incredible. you are a better explainer than I am. No, I'm just throwing no, no, it. You're right. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. You're great. <laughs> so it's 20, 23 loans were given out last year. Um, and it basically, we know some of the babies that have been born, but they're not required to tell us. Yeah. Um, but we've had individuals and couples contact us and say, we were successful with the loan that we got. We were not successful. Some of them were single mothers. Some of them, you know, had to take the money because of devastating cancer diagnosis. I mean, there's been a million and one stories, but ultimately their desire is to have, is to have kids. Um, and start a family. So we've had, I think we've had 10 fundraisers. We've raised a significant amount of money and the fund is thriving and ongoing. So we're out there trying to let people know about the fund. There's been other cities in the United States that actually have used our platform to model it. I think there's one in Miami. There might be one in Chicago with the, the Hebrew, I think it's called the Hebrew Free Loan Association. The one here is Jewish Free Loan, but again, you don't need to be Jewish in order to take that loan. Um, and it's, I think it's also brought out a lot of, it, I think it's taken away the, the taboo element of talking about infertility. Because if you haven't experienced it yourself, most likely you know someone who has been affected Friend, by family it. family member, of course. Yes. Well, I can't wait to see the video. Every year you guys produce this incredible video where Thank the you. two of you say, such a heartwarming story and then you get one or two or three of the um, free loan recipients yes, who tell yep. an amazing story of yes. how this loan really changed their lives and without it uh, they they wouldn't be sitting there you know with their family it's it's cool yeah to have that yeah it's impact. a tearjerker yeah. there's no question you're oh, sitting yes. there yes you know after one or two cocktails in the cocktail yeah. hour, then they sit us all down and boom, the video goes on and every year it's the same thing. I know. It's I know. really No incredible. matter how many times, yeah. I still watch them. Yeah. Have you wa gone back and yeah. watched some of them? Every now and again, I'll get a you know an email oh, from the Jewish Free Loan and then I'll scroll through it and I'll, I'll go onto the page and then I'll look at some of the old videos. It's crazy, right? It's to really think crazy. how many people have been touched by this fund. I'm thankfully, listen, there's so many aspects that are so difficult, right? Like you have the medical and the hormonal and then you have the financial aspect, and then you have the emotional and the mental, There's and the social. There's so much involved in having a diagnosis of infertility. It really is, it's all-consuming, unfortunately. It is all-consuming. But fortunately, there are fertility treatments and options out there, and there's more education and support. I think year by year, it just grows, yes. which is amazing. It is amazing. I mean, I hear about fertility treatments and 
things that are I never thought in my wildest dreams. I mean, things like PGD was like kind of new when it I started. It was brand new when we just started. Yes. And it was a very instrumental tool and, you know, excellent tool to help reduce miscarriages and try to help select embryos that are yeah. more likely to give us live birth. So, you know, the I would say in our world, um, things haven't changed that much. Uh, COVID put a big pause on fertility treatment. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of patients out there that put family building on hold. I'm sure. So I'm, I'm very, you know, very worried about patients waiting too long, their prognosis and, and successful change. Um, I think that education is, is paramount to people understanding and try not to postpone if, if you, you know, can, if, yeah. if you can come in soon. Egg freezing has become a really great tool. A lot of patients are freezing eggs. That's so smart. And it's become so a smart. lot more streamlined, easier, cost-effective, successful. Um, and so, you know, whatever we can do to help uh, educate patients on our end or on your end, maybe yeah. Alan can write a book next. Can oh, you write a book or uh, no? I don't know he's about busy. that. He's very busy working he, out and yeah. selling light bulbs. Let's let him stick to that. Yeah, he's yes. very good at that. Please, yes. please, don't bring him into <laughs> okay, this. Okay. Sometimes he thought he was a doctor. You used to call him Dr. Fight in yes. his office. I used to occasionally call him Dr. Fight when he would yes. come in with the list. Oh, we have many this? lists. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But you know what? I must say, and that's one thing I was just talking about you recently. There were, we came to you. We told you we're going to another doctor. We're having a, a phone consult. We heard about this test and never once did you tell me no or I'm offended by that or go somewhere else if you don't trust me. Never. You always, it was always about, in the, it was the end goal. Like really and truly. And when I had hardship and I had devastation, you felt it too. So it was like to have a doctor that was there as my partner and still continues to be. I'm really grateful. Like I can, you're, you do this because you really, the end goal is to help people build their families. And that's remarkable. Thank you. So I'm it praising you. Thank and you. I appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. Well, um, I can't believe uh, it's been this long since Emily and I have gotten together. No, um, I missed you. I miss you. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the fundraiser. Congratulations on this incredible accomplishment and book. Thank you. Thank Maybe you. we could do another podcast Fine. in a few months. Okay. Something else that Fine. has, you know. Maybe I, I'll have my second book. Well, we could do another podcast without a second uh, book. You could okay, talk about okay. twins. I could. Yes, that's a big oh, topic to oh, talk about. I could talk my, yes. I could talk a long time about yes. that. Surrogacy. Or we could talk about surrogacy. Yeah, with Levi being yeah. formed by a surrogate. Oh, I went through everything yes. with you. So, yes. you know, we got we could do other topics. Okay, fine. 